Welcome to the Home Loan MBA, the show that demystifies the home financing process for all, whether you are buying your first home or are a seasoned investor. This is for you. I am your host, Ivan Aragon. This podcast is for informational and illustrative purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation for a mortgage loan or any other service. It is not legal or financial advice, even though the host is a licensed mortgage loan originator. Welcome to the Home Loan MBA, where we demystify the home loan process. I'm your host, Ivan Aragon. Well, in today's episode, so many of you are maybe thinking this work from home stuff has been almost a year and I am going crazy. I'm in small space. You know, I found this little nook in the middle of my living room, you know, on the side, the little corner there to have my my desk, to have my work from home space. I need more space. Maybe you're hearing your kids running around. Maybe even your kids need more space because you don't have places for them to do their school from home. Now you could debate the politics and all that, but the point is you're feeling that you need a bigger place. And you're one of the lucky ones where your ex- your expenses are okay, your income has been okay, maybe you even got a raise during this time, but you need a bigger home. Well, let's look into what buying a bigger home means in the home loan process. Let's get to it. All right, for today's episode, I'm going to cover three things. So it's buying a new home buying something like new that's been renovated or buying to renovate. Now, the one thing that is missing in here uh, that we'll be talking in the buying to renovate is just buying an okay home because that's a transaction just like any other. Today, we're talking about this really uh, buying up, expanding your home, buying something big. Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, Should I buy new or renovate? So buying new. One of the major considerations when buying new is the builder. Uh, you're going to go, depending on where you're at, uh, you're going to see these these small builders that that have uh, making their own subdivisions. You have the bigger builders that you've known, that you've seen for generations in your local area that have been building homes. The national builders are making homes. They're all around. So get recommendations on the builders. Go uh, go look at homes. If you do have a realtor already, make sure the realtor goes with you from the beginning. Okay. To look at homes. Uh, and one major thing that you need to know is if you talk to a loan officer already, uh, make sure you have you understand the terms that you're being offered at that time. Because some of the bigger uh, builders will say, we only give you these uh, considerations uh, for closing costs or incentives for upgrades in the property if you use our lender. Uh, Obviously, the company is making money and they can do that because they're the seller. And uh, if you look at uh, groups and message boards and conferences for, for lenders, there's always conversations about this where this legal, there's not. The point is it happens, okay? So you're going to walk into a builder and they're going to say, oh, you know what? I know you're using Ivan for your loan, but if you want to buy this house, I'll give you $10,000 in incentives if you use 
uh, you know, my ABC lending company that is my affiliate. Well, that happens, right? The most important thing about that is that you should look at the incentives and what they really are. Sometimes it happens where they tell you, oh, we'll give you $5,000 in incentives, but you're going to be paying a much higher rate. Well, your mortgage broker may be able to give you a $5,000 credit with a lower rate. So you have to com compare apples to apples, not just listen to the sales pitch that they're, they're giving you at the builder or that the builder's lender is giving you. Uh, they run this through this all the time. So in your, in your best interest is to look at it. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There are times where I personally have said to my own clients, once I looked at what the lender is offering and said, I can't match this because they have all the power uh, of the whole transaction behind them. I can't match this. Now, once they get to closing, I may get a call that says, look, the lender changed their plans or they didn't, they overlooked something in my file and now I need your help. And then I'll help them at that time. Uh, and that's, and that's okay. Uh, we, if you're working with a great loan officer, they want what's best for you. And if what's best for you is this new home, then that's awesome. One of the things you have to look at though, when you're buying, uh, you're buying new is if the house is going to be built, how long it's going to take. Some of these homes could take six to seven months to be built. So you may be placing a contract onto a home on in February of 2021, but you will never, you won't get that home until August or September of 2021, which means that your loan will not close until August or September of 2021. So if anything changes in between there with your profile, that may affect your closing. You have to be very careful that to know that the earnest money you're putting into it, you may lose, you may not lose it if something changes. Now, I've said we're talking in 2021 as, as of this recording. The major example that anyone can use for this is 2020. So if you started, for example, uh, to build a home at the end of 2019, and all of a sudden, by the time you got to 2020, in the middle of 2020, that home was done. Maybe the, the program that you that was offered for you is no longer available. Maybe you need to put more down payment down, more down payment than you had planned. You have to be ready for those contingencies and maybe even to walk away from the deposit that you made. Things can change. And that is one of the things about buying new. Does that does that mean you should never buy new? No. It just means you need to be aware that things can change, that life can change. And if you know that in your in your line of work things can change, then it's it's a, it's a risk that you're taking. Again, all these things are I'm not saying you should do this or should do that. I'm saying you should assess the risk for your situation. So that, those are the major things where it refers to the home loan uh, on buying new. That time, that time wait to to get to the end. Uh, other things that could change are interest rates can can move up or move down. Uh, some some lenders may give you uh, some of the builder lenders may give you a, a a really long lock on that loan, and you have to understand what the terms are, how long that lock is, and if the builder is going to finish it on, on time, because the lender may say the builder may not finish the property on time, 
and the lender may say your lock is about to expire and rates are now higher. It's going to cost you this much to extend this rate lock. Be ready for those things. Ask those questions. How, if I'm getting locked for 120 days, what is it? What is what is it my cost to extend this lock? How long can I extend it? Uh, some lenders have limits on the number of days you could extend the lock. And uh, are there costs for a first and a second extension? Maybe the builder's not done with it. Things are important to know. Uh, if, for example, you're right at the very, very, barely qualifying with your debt to income ratio when you're looking at these new homes and the rates go up just a little bit and your income didn't, you may not qualify by the time this home is done. Now, your income may go up and rates go up and then you're fine. Or you're, you're in a great financial position where you're buying something way below your means. Rates go up. The payment goes up, but you're still qualified. You're at the income ratio, so it's no big deal. I mean, no big deal that in the qualifying sense, it's a little bit of a deal because you'll be paying more per month. But again, this is something important for you to consider. So that's buying new, looking at what the builder's doing. Are they finishing their homes on time? And is there, are there incentives? And can those be matched by my mortgage broker? Uh, important things to ask. That's in Brian, brand new building homes. Let's go to the next step. Buying something like new. Maybe an investor bought this property. Maybe it was a rental and they kept it up really nice. And once the uh, tenants moved out, they did a remodel to place it on the market. Well, this is just like buying any other home. The important part of those is that in the hot market, sales market right now, those offers are going quick. Uh, if they're going quick for homes that are not even remodeled, you could imagine the homes that are uh, what we call turnkey that are ready. Uh, that buying that home would only affect you uh, if uh, how long the investor has owned the property. In certain programs, like some government programs, the investor must have owned the property for at least 91 days uh, uh, before you make uh, a contract on it. So if somebody bought it and flipped the home, you know, did this amazing job in, in 30 days, uh, you may not be, and you're qualified for an FHA loan, that home may not qualify for FHA. Uh, those are the things that, little nuances that you have to look into when you're buying something super remodeled that was maybe from an investor. Now, if this person has owned the home for a year, then you're fine, uh, or, or over the 90 days. Uh, if it's over the 90, like right at the 90 days, to give an example on, a, on, a, on an FHA loan, it would require two appraisals, one paid by you, one paid by the seller. And if they don't want to pay it, then again, you may not have a contract. The benefits of buying a property like that is that you're moving in and everything's ready for you the way you wanted it. Uh, and you're going to be able to close a lot faster. Uh, if you have uh, the right loan officer, you're going to be able to close this loan a lot faster and, and move forward and based on your agreement on your purchase agreement. So that's awesome. Look, you got the space for the kids. You got the space for your home office. You got the space for uh, entertaining guests, uh, family, for maybe you're at home all the time now. You want that pool. You want that uh, jacuzzi in the back. You want to be able to have a really nice yard where you can uh, have a garden and, and plant uh, whatever you want life changes so your hobbies change and and with uh 
uh, the situation that we're all living, things in your life are different and you need to adapt to it. So when you're looking for these homes, buying something like new, it's like buying any other property. You just have to make sure that it hasn't been owned by an investor recently uh, where they're flipping the home and that uh, check with whatever your uh, your law officer is. For example, I get I get calls from my uh, from my realtors uh, for the people that I'm, I'm working with. They say, "Hey, I saw this property. There's this little quirk in it. Is it is this gonna fly with so and so, with the lender that that you're placing this loan with?" Uh, and I'll look at it and I'll ask questions and and we'll make it work. So it's important that you have the right team. Uh, that's able to talk it out. You don't want to get to the part where you finally found a house, have a purchase contract, and then the lender asks you to get everything else again. They submit a tender writing, and then you order an appraisal right away. You pay money for an inspection for them to tell you, oh, you know what? You don't. This, this is the little quirk that we all knew about beforehand. You don't qualify for it. No one wants that. No one. So make sure you have the right team. So that's a that's the example of buying like new the little nuances that we have so buying new buying like new and they're included it's buying any other property that's on the market the third one we're going to be discussing is buying to renovate now there are strictly uh there are what we call in industry reno loans renovation loans these are loans where you could buy a property so i'm going to use an example uh Let's say you're buying a property for uh, that right now it's on the market for $250,000. And because it has a lot of land and, and there are certain permits that you can get, you're going to be adding a, f- a few hundred square feet to it. Well, let's let's just use an example. You're buying a property for $250,000. Uh, and after you add that square feet, the property should appraise for $450,000. Well, what renovation loans are, is that you could get the loan based off what we call the ARV, the after renovation value, which is a four hundred and fifty thousand. So instead of putting, for example purposes, ten percent down on the two fifty, which would be uh, twenty five thousand dollars, you put ten percent down on the four fifty, which would be forty five thousand dollars. But you're going to get a loan for $405,000. So 250 are going to cover the purchase of the property and the extra 155 can be used to remodel the loan. Now that sounds all great, but there are some catches to this. These are both available on a conventional loan and which are the conforming loans and an FHA loan. The FHA, they call it the 203K program, just refers to the, uh, the part of the law, the FHA law. Now, they're both a little bit different, but I'm just going to go a little high overview. And there's no time here and no need to get into the weeds of this. But really what it is on both of them is that extra 155K that you're getting lent on it. You, uh, you're you going to have plans and everything's going to be in order. There's going to be a specific counselor that you have to talk to from HUD. Uh, HUD approved counselor, sorry. Uh to go through the property and to go through what changes you're going to make, that there are actually good changes, and the lender's going to disperse directly to a, to a licensed contractor. Uh, in very few cases are you allowed to do it yourself unless you're a 
licensed contractor yourself. And then there's some supervision and additional supervision that goes with it. So it's not, you can't be thinking, oh, I want to go to the local Home Depot Lowe's and buy my stuff and I'm going to save all this money and, and with 155K, I'm going to do all, I'm going to do all this. No, it needs to be a contractor that does it because that protects everybody uh, for that, this loan. These rates are usually a little bit higher uh, than a traditional conventional loan, but not, not very much. But they are way, way lower than what you would get if you got a second mortgage on the property or, or because you don't have that equity yet, you don't have the things made for this, uh, you don't have the extra addition made for this home. So you can't really get a second mortgage because it's not valued that much. Uh, you would get some type of personal loan. Again, these rates are way, way lower than this. And personal loans are usually lower uh, lower terms, so your payments are a lot higher. A higher interest and lower terms in the mortgage uh, to pay back, and so your payments are a lot higher. So for your cash flow, this is something great. Uh, and the, these renovation loans are for owner-occupied properties. So uh, again, uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity uh, to do so. Uh, and these loans are, are great because now with that extra 155K, maybe you added a pool. You added something that brought value to that property. And you know that what you're paying for, this extra money that you're paying on your mortgage, is going strictly to something that really added value to your property. Not something that some blog post told you, if you change this, you're getting added value. And let's see if I add it. No, an appraiser actually told us that these plants that you have uh, really added the value to the property, to the current market. So that's a very important loan. It's something that you could really do. You could buy a property like that. If you own a current property, you could also refinance into one of those loans. And uh, it, it's, the process is very similar. So it's another thing you can do. Maybe you like the area where you live. Hey, uh, I just want to try this this Reno loan so I can I can move on. In all this, decisions, decisions, decisions. So let's recap. If you're buying new, check with the lender, check with the builder, get everything uh, in order, and find out in writing what it is you're committing to. If you're buying uh, to something like new, look at the property. Uh, make sure that uh, you're making the right offer and that it works for you and uh, that there aren't any nuances uh, for the lender before you're making uh, an offer on this property or before you spend money on appraisals and um, inspections for it. And the last one, buying to renovate, there's the renovation loans that are available. Uh, and I kind of went over the high level for that. Uh, it's You have an availability to get get a loan on the after renovation value. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a great it's a great product uh, that we offer uh, at P1 Home Loans and uh, I offer in my portfolio of loans to my clients as well. So decisions, decisions, decisions. But if you're tired from that work from home and you were thinking maybe we should upgrade, these are some great decisions for you to have. And now you know what you can do. Until next time, uh, I'm Ivan Aragon, the Home Loan MBA. The opinions given here are of the respective host and guest. They are general in nature and do not constitute specific advice. The host, Ivan Aragon, is an employee of P1 Home Loans, NMLS 1857499.
which has a mortgage broker license in Arizona of 1002194, and a California Finance Lenders Law license of 60DBO117389. The host Ivan Aragon is a licensed loan originator in the state of Arizona with NMLS ID 1468842 and an originator license of 1003203 and additionally has his California DBO and MLO license number CA-DBO1468842.